This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. Listen, you get an idea where we're going today. So just if you'd raise your hand, man, I got to make some tracks. The Holy Spirit's moving with me here. If you need a Bible, uh, lift your hand up real high and our ushers will gladly get you a Bible. And then open with me to the book of Acts 17. We'll be in Acts 17. Then Hebrews 5 is the plan if we move in that direction. You know, as you're turning there to Acts 17, throughout the Bible, it says, listen. I mean, over and over, it'll say stuff like this. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. So when I choose not to listen, I become unteachable, or better stated, I become uncoachable. Now watch throughout the scripture today how important it is for us to listen and to heed the things of God. Acts 17, verse number 10. Then the brethren, the believers, they immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to a city called Berea. And when they arrived, they went into the synagogue, the house of God, or of the Jews. These were more fair-minded. These were more open-minded than those in Thessalonica. Now why? In that they received the word of God with all readiness. Now in order for them to receive the word of God, they had to hear the word of God. Now he said they heard the word of God with all readiness. And they searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. And so Paul's preaching the word, but these believers, not only did they listen eagerly, but they searched the scriptures. They weren't gullible. They didn't say, well, do you know the first book of Facebook says? Well, this text said, well, this guy's podcasted. Well, understand this, that Facebook isn't the rule of thumb, okay? I better look at the Bible and see what the Word of God. So they give us insight on what they did. Verse 13, or verse 12. Therefore many of them believed. Believing was a product of hearing the Word of God. If I listen to the Word of God, it will lead me to believe. Therefore many of them believed, and also not a few of the Greeks, prominent women as well as men. And so the Word of God will affect you. You get into the Word, and God will get into you. Now go to Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5, as you're turning there, Proverbs 14, 12 says, There's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. A death-like existence. And so again, let's, let's heed the word of God. Hebrews 5, verse number 9. And having been perfected, he, Jesus, became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. To all who obey him. It didn't say to all who confess him, it said to all who obey him. So if I receive Jesus as the Lord of my life, if he's Lord of my life, that means I must obey him. And something happens when I not only hear the word of God, but I obey the word of God. And Jesus was called by God as high priest according to the order of Melchizedek, of whom we have much to say and hard to explain. Now watch this statement here. Since you have become dull of hearing, the message says you have picked up this bad habit of not listening. The New Living says you're spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. And so because they quit listening, verse 12, 
For though by this time you ought to be teachers, but instead you need someone to teach you again. The first principles or the basic principles of the oracles or the word of God, you have come to need milk and not solid food. That's interesting, isn't it? You know what he's saying? You quit listening. And because you quit listening, you quit growing. And because you quit growing, you're still on the bottle. Uh Uh-oh. So again, God's design for us spiritually is to keep growing, to to get stronger in the Word and keep growing in the things of God. Now, in the natural, when, when a parent would come walking in here and they would be carrying a diaper bag, you would have the thought, that's got to be for their baby. But spiritually, when we come in, and your wife has a diaper bag, and, and you said, who's that diaper bag for? And you'd look and say, well, Shelly would say, that's for Stormy. He's still on the bottle. I still have to change his diapers. Sick thought, huh? But think about that spiritually. This is how we're viewed when we quit listening to the Word of God. Keep reading. He gives us great insight. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the Word. In other words, they're unskilled in their thoughts and their actions pertaining to the Word. The Word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age or mature. That is, those who by reason of use or by action have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So he tells us here that we should be able to discriminate between sound doctrine and unsound doctrine. Between wholesome conduct and unwholesome conduct. And so God never wants us to to not grow spiritually. That's his desire that each one of us keep growing spiritually. We get stronger and stronger. But if I quit listening to the word of God, this is what happens. So the result is I quit listening and I quit listening. I stop learning. And when I start learning, I quit obeying. And when I quit obeying, you know what that tells me? You're always looking for someone else to do what you should be doing for yourself. So you know what the word of God's telling us there? We got to grow up. We got to mature in the things of God. We shouldn't stay the way the same we are. Now, turn just a couple pages to James 1. James chapter 1 verse 16. Uh, this this verse here is a strong warning, strong. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Now, this tells me this is written to me and you as believers. Don't be deceived as a believer. So you know what he's telling me? Just because I'm born again, I can be deceived. So he's saying, be on guard that you don't get deceived. Now, we've got to understand, what does that word deceived mean? It means don't be misled. Don't be thrown off course. So this tells me, There's things that are coming against us or going to try to come against us to get us off track. Psalms 119.105 says, The Word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So the Word of God is my guideline. The Word of God is the blueprint of my life. 
anytime I get off of it, whoo, I'm going I'm to suffer the consequences of doing it. Verse number 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. In other words, God doesn't change His mind. And so everything good and perfect is from God. Now, if it doesn't line up with the Word of God, I don't care how popular it seems, how good or harmless it looks, it will be detrimental to you if you begin to disobey the Word of God in this area. He goes on to say, Of His own will, He brought us forth by the Word of truth. The way we get born again is we hear the word of truth. And so the way we continue to go forward is through the word of truth. He's just telling us how important significance the word of God is. So he said, of his own world, he brought us forth by the word that we might be kind of first fruits of his creatures. Verse 19. This is a good one to highlight. So then, my beloved brethren, my fellow believers... Take notice, let every man be swift to hear, be swift to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. And so there's a warning right here to us that we must be swift to hear and slow to speak. So you know what I believe he's telling us here? I believe he's telling us, before you speak... Be slow to listen and think about what you say. Because your words are that important. Now, in between services, and there's a guy on our praise and worship team who a couple months ago, I was around him, and I shared this one night on a Wednesday night, but he was sharing to us back there between services that in the 1st of October of this year, he took some white rice and he boiled it. And after he boiled it, he put one of them in a, in a jar, a mason jar, and he put another one in a mason jar, and he shut the lid on it as tight as he could. This one right here, he began to speak to it. And he would say to it, you'll live and you'll not die. You're blessed. Oh, you're good. And he began to quote godly things and, and positive things over it. This one on his right, he began to speak negative things to it. He began to curse it. He began to say, you're going to wither and die. Now, I've seen the pictures of it. This one on the left, here it is four plus months later, is still alive. You ought to see it. It's still alive and living. This one on the right that he he cursed has got mold on it. It's got black. It is some scummy looking stuff. So when he begins to share it, I begin to realize right there again. And the Lord began to deal with my heart and he said, that's why you got to be swift to hear and slow to speak. Because human nature is many times we begin to speak before we think. And we say things, we may not mean it, but once I've spoken a word, that word is now put into motion. So we go back to the book of Mark chapter 11 and Jesus is hungry and he sees a fig tree and nothing's on it. And the Bible said he cursed it. Now, when he cursed it, he didn't look at the tree and say, you stupid son of a billy goat. He didn't say that. He spoke death to it, and guess what? It died. 
So again, right here, James has given us insight in the power of your tongue. Proverbs 18, 21 says, death and life are in the power of your tongue. So he's given me warning. Man, pay attention. You be like a surgeon. Be very methodical with the words come out of your mouth. Now, back at the start of the year, the Lord began to say to me numerous times, speak to the mountain. That's Mark eleven twenty three is where there is. He said, speak to the mountain. Why? And whosoever will say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be cast in the sea, and not doubt in his heart, but believes those things he says, he'll have whatever he says. And so the Lord said, you start this year, and you speak, and you speak, and you speak, and you speak to the mountain. Now, in between services, I love to have two services. Because the Holy Spirit will go to work within me. Let me ask you right now. How many in this room are in need of a miracle right now? Any form of a miracle. Stand up. Golly, that's all of us almost. Stand up. If you're in need, be bold. Stand up. Say, that's me. Father God, I'm in need. See, God sees it. Now, here's your assignment as you stand. Just as Joe spoke to that rice over and over again, and he spoke to this one live, that's what you got to do. So now, Mark eleven twenty four says, and whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you'll have them. When, Pastor? I don't know. I'm not God. He just said, speak, speak, speak. So with our hands raised, let's, let, let's make a little covenant with God right here. Father God, we stand before you with holy hands. And Lord, you see the people of God in this room right now that are needing a miracle. Now, you tell God whatever that miracle is. And you tell him your desire. And you say, Father God, anoint me to be swift to hear and slow to speak. And the words out of my mouth, I choose to speak life and not death. Get a hold of this right now, okay? Get this on the inside of you today. You can be seated. We go home with that one right there. How many of you have ever had God talk to you and then have God really talk to you where it's very authoritative? That's how God was in between services. When Job began to share about that, I sensed God rise up and it was lift. God says, this is how precise your words are. No one else can mess with your words but you. And he said, tell them, tell them, tell them. I'm telling you, man, let's get a hold of the things of God. Speak blessings, blessings. I don't care what it looks like in the natural. You speak that desire. You hang on to the word of God. So he said, be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. James understood the power of the tongue. And so he's wanting to help us get a hold of this today. Now, I want you to go with me to the book of 2 Chronicles 15. 2 Chronicles 15. As you're turning there, I'm, I'm going to give you a couple scriptures here that will help us. Jeremiah 21.8 says, I set before you this day the way of life and the way of death. Don't close your ears to the word of God. I'm not listening. I'm, you're like the little boy in there. God's trying to speak and you're saying, listen, God. And God's saying, listen, you listen. If we're not careful, we get in that little arguing match with him. Don't close your ears to the word of God. 
In the book of Revelations, chapter 2 and chapter 3, the Lord Jesus wrote seven letters to seven different churches. He corrected every one of those churches. Only two of those churches did he really brag on them. But at the end of all seven letters, he closed with this. He who has ears to hear, let him heed what the Spirit says to the churches. He who has ears to hear. Now let me tell you, this may be a big revelation to you today. The question wasn't if you got ears. Everybody in here has got ears. The question is, what are you doing with what you hear? That's why the Lord gave you two ears and one mouth. Can you imagine if some of you had two mouths and one ear? I had to lock you up. Just kidding, okay? Kind of. All right, Second Chronicles 15, verse number 1. Now the Spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Oded. Now, he was a man of God. He was a, he was a prophet of God. And Azariah went out to meet Asa the king, and he said to him, Hear me, Asa, and all of Judah and Benjamin. And look what he said. He said, Hear me. Hear me. Listen. Get it. Get it, okay? You got to get it. This is how important this is. The Lord is with you while you are with him. Draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. James 4, 8 is what that is. If you seek him, he will be found by you. If you inquire him, if you crave him, if you desire him, he'll be found. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Now, what you begin to see here is that as human beings, we're going to either gravitate one or two ways. I'm either going to become a seeker, or I'm going to be a forsaker. Because when it comes to the kingdom ground, there is no neutral ground. If I'm living in a neutral state, according to Revelations 3, you're lukewarm. And if you're lukewarm, the Lord said, I will you out. So again, I'm a seeker or I'm a forsaker. Now here's what I want you to understand early here in this year. If you hadn't been a wholehearted seeker, it's not too late, okay? Man, you can have adjustment of your heart today. So this is what he tells this king named Asa. Verse 3. For a long time, now highlight that. For a long time, Israel has been without the true God and without a teaching priest and without a law. Now, in any of our lives, if we're with those three withouts, without a true God, without a teaching priest, and without the Word of God, you got problems. You got big problems. And so right here, he's identifying their lives. They're in trouble. It's not good. Now, just for a little bit, let, let's break down the three withouts because I, I believe it'll help us today. The first one, he said, you're without a true God. You know what this implies? They had a God, but it wasn't Jehovah. It wasn't Yahweh. So literally, they were serving a false God, 
which would be some form of an idol. So the question now arises, if they weren't serving the true God, then who were they serving? Something or someone. And so whether we want to admit this or not, there's always a clash for the throne of your heart. It's going on right now. It's going after you and after you and after you and after you. That's why we got to worship God. Woo, I honor you, Father God. I honor you, Yahweh, the great Jehovah. I honor you today. Second thing. It said they were without a teaching priest. And when you think about that right there, just think about what he said. They were without a teaching priest. It didn't say they were without a priest. They were without a teaching priest. So now the question, guys, is, what were these priests teaching the people? I'll tell you what they were teaching them. They were teaching them the commandments of men. And so guess what they did? They exchanged the guidelines and the principles for the Word of God in favor of what God said. And the Bible warns in these last days, they're going to lay up for themselves people that will tell you what you want to hear instead of what you need to hear. And this is what's beginning to take place right here. This is what he's telling them. So if they weren't teaching priests, then they weren't teaching the Word of God. So again, when they're not teaching the Word of God, we create men to tell us our own rules. So ultimately, we try to get God to be molded in our image. We try to conform God into our own image. Hey, anytime we do that, we, we better get ready. Stay right there where you're at. This is Isaiah 29, verse 13. Listen to this. Therefore the Lord said, Inasmuch as the people, they draw near with their mouths, and they honor me with their lips, but they've removed their hearts far from me. And their fear, their reverence, their worship toward me is taught by the commandment of men. This is what I believe was taking place right here. And so when you look at this without a, a true God they didn't worship, that the priests weren't teaching the word, literally stated, this is what I believe this all means. They didn't want God at full price. Because every human being will say this. Woo, I like the mercy of God. I like the blessings of God. I like the thought that I'm going to spend eternity in heaven. But I don't want to obey God fully. And so guess what we ultimately treat God as? We treat God as the sugar daddy of the sky. But I don't want to live for you, Father God. I want my way. And so now you begin to get a glimpse of why the state of Israel was where it was. Verse 4, we've got to move. But when in their trouble, have you ever found out trouble is a great motivator? They turned to the Lord God to Israel and they sought him and he was found by him. And something happens, we seek God. And in those times there was no peace to the one who went out, nor there was peace to the one who came in. But great turmoil was on all the inhabitants of the land. When you got turmoil in your life, you won't have peace. But when you got peace, the turmoil is that not big of a deal. So here's a thought for you. Peace is a byproduct 
of a heart that's totally committed to God. So if there's areas of your life right now where you may not be experiencing peace like you desire, maybe you need a little physical in your life to look and say, is there something in my heart that's out of line that needs to get back into a line? Now, if you're any age, but especially you're getting older, the older I get, I can do a lot of things without this and this and this. But I treasure the peace of God. I treasure the peace of God. In a world when all hell can be breaking loose all around you, whew, nothing replaces the peace of God. Nothing. Keep reading. So nation was destroyed by nation and city by city for God troubled them with every adversity. But you be strong and do not let your hands be weak for your work shall be rewarded. Again, God's a rewarder and He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. But it's interesting, He said, you be strong. What would happen if we got up every morning and we begin to say, Father God, according to Ephesians 6.10, you said I can be strong in the Lord and the power of your might. Lord, I ask you today, grace me with strength to be godly in an ungodly world. Grace me to be a champion husband. Grace me to be a champion wife. Grace me to be today a, a Christian, not just in word, but in action. Strengthen me today, Father God. I welcome your strength today. Verse 7. That you be strong and do not let your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. And when Asa heard, when Asa heard, and Asa listened to these words, and the prophecy of Oded, the prophet, he took courage. He took courage. Why did he need courage? And he removed the abominable idols from the land of Judah and Benjamin. Now, you know what? It'll take courage for you to oppose the things of the world. And it may not be popular. So just think about this in Asa's life. God said, you be strong and you take courage. So he starts walking through the land. And when he comes upon an idol, he takes it and he removes it. And he begins to get rid of idol. I'm glad I didn't hit anyone. And he, and, he, and he begins to, to remove things. And, because, and I'll guarantee you he wasn't popular because it said they hadn't seen God for years. So those idols had been in front of him for years. But you know what? He wasn't moved. And he said, you know what? It's time the house of God cleans this up and let's remove the things that are stopping the things of the kingdom of God. And I, I, I'm surprised some of you didn't stand on your feet and applause. But I'm telling you, this is how powerful the word of God is. And so Asa said, I'm not playing. And he began to throw this out. And he began to throw that out. But you know where I believe it first started? I believe it first started in his heart. He said, I've got to change the inventory in my heart. And he removed things in his own heart. And then he went to his house. And he said, kids, there's a new sheriff in town. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. If that idol is called the idol of TV, it's the idol of your cell phone, then it's got to go. It's got to go. And then he started moving in his city and the nation. And he re began to remove. And so what I see, that when Asa heard the words of the prophet, he not only listened, 
But he responded. See, God's looking for ones that'll listen, but they'll respond. You know, it says in John 16 that God sent the Holy Spirit in the world to convict us of sin. Let me help you with the word convict. God sent the Holy Spirit into the world to convince us. To convince me that I'm a sinner and I need the Savior. And guess what? When a sinner comes to Jesus, Jesus doesn't slap him and say, Boy, get your act together. He said, Come on. Come on home. Come on home. I'm still in the business of taking messes and making miracles to the ones who hear and the ones who respond. So he keeps going. Where are we at? Verse 8. And the prophet, he took courage and removed the, the idols, which he had taken the mounds at Ephraim, and he restored the altar of the Lord that was before the vestibule of the Lord. Now I want you to note something here. God is a God who restores, but God doesn't restore until the junk is first removed. It didn't say he restored and then they removed. It said they removed and it was restored. So now I have to look in my own life. I have to open up the chest to my heart and say, Father God, what's the areas of my life that need to be removed? Because I want things restored in my life. Verse 12. Then they, the whole church, the congregation, they entered into a covenant to seek the Lord God of their fathers with all their heart and with all their soul. You know what the word covenant means? A commitment. Father God, we're in commitment today. We're going to serve you. We're going to seek you. We're going to listen to you. And we're going to respond to you. Now let me end with this. Go to the book of Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah 55. Let me just say as you're turning there. The word of God is never to be dipped in human opinion. Don't dismiss the word of God as outdated. Don't dismiss the the Ten Commandments as God's irrelevant anymore. The Word of God doesn't change. People change. God doesn't change. And I've never seen in the Bible where God said about the Ten Commandments in Exodus 20. He said, now boys, these are the ten suggestions. It's multiple choice. If Take 50-50. Take the five you like and the other five. Just live how... He never said that. And when God sets a bar, he sets the bar high, the standard high, because he wants to bless us. He wants to be a good, loving father. How many of you have children and you have certain requirements in your home? Do you do that because you're ugly to your kids? No, we do that because we love them. I don't want to set my kids up for failure. Think about that in God's sense. God looks and says, I don't want to set you up for failure. I'm a good God if you'll just heed me. Isaiah 55, verse 1. Oh, now that doesn't mean the same as it does in our vocabulary, okay? Bunch of hope. No, I better not say that. <laughs> we better move on. <laughs> Actually, the word ho here in the Amplified says, wait and listen. Next time someone calls you a ho, say, wait and listen. 
Okay, Lord, let's move on. <laughs> Everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come by and eat. Yes, come by wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully and listen well to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Now, what he's saying here is food costs money. But food only satisfies for a short, short time. It only meets the physical need. But what he gets over here is when I buy or I get the food that God has, it brings spiritual nourishment. It's, it's food for my soul. And he said, it doesn't cost. So now you say, how do you get this nourishment? Verse 3. Incline your ear and come to me here and your soul shall live and I will make an everlasting covenant with you. The sure mercies of David. And so God said, man, just come on. Come, listen, eat, partake of the food. Matthew 4, 4, the Lord Jesus himself said, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So God says, I want to feed you. I want to feed your spirit, man. I want to feed you good food that will keep you going throughout every day. How many of you have made a habit to eat physically every day? Every one of us. At least three meals a day. And some of us snack in between. But what about the Word of God? Now you begin to see over and over in the Scripture today. Something happens when we listen. We listen to the Word of God. We heed the Word of God. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.